Good Monday morning. It is uh, 9.07. Glad to have you with us. Brian Hansen, engineering, pushing the buttons, making things happen. What's coming up? Well, as the world turns, well, I think it should be as the world burns, Kamala Harris makes another stupid statement. Uh, but we'll get to that. We've got income tax rates uh, with inflation and a great article from the Foundation from Economic, uh, for Economic Education that uh, really raises some valid questions. We've got some election news as well. We'll get to the election news probably before the next, uh, probably by 9.30. Uh, and it ain't good news for Democrats, I'm just saying. That's just the tip of the iceberg in the Kerry Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, it pops up in studio. Here we go, as the world burns, Kamala Harris talks. I love Venn diagrams. <laughs> I really do. I love Venn diagrams. It's just something about those three circles and the analysis about where there is the intersection, right? Yeah, I see people that you agree with me, right? So, okay, so I asked my team. I, I brought props. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to... The world's coming apart. we got inflation going through the roof. Uh, people's uh, paychecks aren't keeping up uh, with the cost of goods, and she loves Venn diagrams. Well, gee, I'm sure glad. I'm sure glad she's out there. Uh, Lord, uh, and also a little Halloween question. I, uh, my wife and I uh, bought some Halloween candy. I tend to be the one that wants to turn the lights out, lock the doors, pretend no one's home, hide in the other side of the house, and not want to give away Halloween candy. But Gwen. Well, she puts out the Halloween lights and everything, and she buys candy, and she can't wait for the kids to come by. So she bought two bags of candy. Holy moly, have you seen the price of it? Brian, did you buy candy yet? Yes, we have, and uh, yes, I did. It's uh, <laughs> steep. Oh, oh my. Jesus, it's steep. Uh, I see now. If we're going to do it, I want to be Mr. Parsimonious. When I'm thinking that maybe it was the fault of big chocolate. Well, it probably because those greedy chocolate makers. You know how they are. Mars is making a profit that is just way too high. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we really do need to uh, take them down a peg. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, the government should take over the candy manufacturing uh -huh. business. Yeah. Just, just to be sure. So when the kids come trick-or-treating, um, well, I, I want to give away. And these are tiny little candy bars. I bet they're not an inch long. And it would take five or six of them to equal a real Three Musketeers bar. It's, it's pathetic. You can't make them much smaller. So... So you're not the uh, you're not the individual that goes to the door to uh, hand the kids the treats. If not if I up. can help it. No. So you're you're the you're the person that shuts the light off. Yes. And pretends like you're not home. Yeah. And uh, has your house ever been uh, tampered with? Uh, TP? Do you mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, no. 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 Okay. And Just I don't have it. any trees. The to you be, sound like uh, the kind of guy that I probably would have visited. <laughs> many, many years ago. Uh, yeah, you might have heard the shotgun rack, but that's all. 
Uh, so, and now the kids are going to start, because she's got the, the lights out there, the big lit pumpkin and some other ghouly thing that she's... And she probably invites the kids in, too. Oh, let me take a look at you. Oh, let me get God. my camera. Oh, I'm going to Right? Oh, geez. She just loves kids. So, uh, and here's the thing that bothers me. I don't mind the little kids too much. I mean, they're just little kids. I was a little kid once. I went around with a... Uh, with a pillowcase and got candy, uh, and uh, and it was it was great fun for me. I went out with my cousins and and we just had a great time. So I don't mind. The problem is when somebody comes to the door, and I know we've all experienced this. Can <laughs> somebody comes to the door, and for crying out loud, they're almost as big as me. <laughs> And like, shouldn't you be out buying a car or something? What what are you what are you doing collecting candy? It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is for little kids. Uh, I figure by the time you're like 12 years old, that ought to be about it. After 12, you, you need to stop trick-or-treating. How, now, did you keep trick-or-treating past 12, Brian? No. Uh-uh. No? I think it's different. I think that, uh, girls tend to want to trick-or-treat longer, you know, I don't know. Girls no, want a trick or treat. It longer. just seems like you know when adults show up at my house, they're generally females that are trick or treating, and there's no kids there. You know, I oftentimes wonder, oh, they must we be with some younger kids here? No, there is none. Uh, the doorbell rings, and you hear trick or treat. <laughs> I'm thinking that this is someone who should not be trick or treating. I don't think there should be a law against this. But I think 12 ought to be about it. You get into that 13, 14, and, and you ought to be over trick-or-treating. Don't you think? I would think so, yeah. 12 is the perfect age. If your kid's 13, keep them home. But with the cost of candy, maybe you can make a little profit on the side. <laughs> <laughs> the parsimonious Brian Hansen. Yes. <laughs> You'll collect all the candy and then sell and take it, back. it back to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, you are cheap. You are cheap. What's the age? What, what, where do you think is the cutoff age? When you were a kid, when did you stop trick-or-treating? Can you remember? Uh, at what point did you say, oh, that's enough? Because <laughs> um, it really, it, it is, it, to me, it's like, uh, do I give this kid candy or do I send him back to, you know, get his job in construction and buy his own? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Election news, that'll be coming up a little later in the half hour. We'll get to it. I just wanted to kind of get a feel for this. If, if anybody else has had that experience where somebody comes to the door, you just know they're not a little kid. They, they've got a, you know, a deep resonant voice or they're tall and huge. And Another uh, question for you. When you did go trick-or-treating, what was your uh, most hated uh Treat, I guess. Oh, most hated treat. Oh, man. I'll tell you, my, my scariest um, trick-or-treat outfit, I went as Brian Hansen. Yeah. That Terrifying parents uh -huh. and children alike. It was like, oh, my God. When I uh, would get apples, I'd always toss them. Did you really? Yeah, probably yeah. add somebody knowing yeah. you. Apples. Yeah. And then there's always, every year, we hear about the razor blades. Oh, yes. And drugs. And you realize that that almost never happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it almost never happens.
but I'm sure it scares the snot out of parents. Um, I'll tell you what I was thinking is that maybe we should, you know, print little labels and stick them on the candy so that they know where it came from. Especially since we're new to the neighborhood. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe we could do that with another government regulation. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh -huh. you know, force uh, candy <laughs> manufacturers to make a label you can write your address on. So where you can track it. <laughs> yeah. And then have, don't have give them any the ideas. content. <laughs> Unbelievable. Bad content. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing in, in major cities. It's, it's insane. 874-9390-800-529-5572. What is the ideal age to stop trick-or-treating? You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. Coming up in just a few. Some election news the Democrats won't like. On the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 9-19. Glad to have you with us. Uh, quick uh, Halloween question. What is the age at which uh, kids should stop trick-or-treating? Uh, subsequent uh, question was, what is the worst candy that you ever... What is the one you hate the most uh, when you were a kid? Uh, Matt says at GaryNolan.com, candy corn. Absolute worst candy ever. What is that, about 99-point-plus percent sugar? Uh, Andy down in Springfield, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. I got, I've got a cutoff for you. Age. If you're old enough to buy your own candy, you need to go buy your own candy. I hold on a job. So my solution for like high schoolers is have a separate bowl of like broccoli heads and just stick one in there because you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> this is health food. <laughs> oh man! Hope you don't have go any trees it. in your front yard. <laughs> no, no, I don't. All right, Andy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, broccoli, can you imagine coming home with... <laughs> oh, that would not go over well. Lord almighty. Uh, all right, uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover here, and so uh, a little... Um, little update on the race. You know, about a week from now... Um, we may not know exactly who is in control of the Senate. I, I know you're, you're thinking that next Tuesday is the election. By Tuesday night, we should know. But apparently, Pennsylvania is saying uh, no. They, they may not know for a couple of days. See, this is what makes everybody leery of elections. Because we figure you can count this stuff up pretty quickly. Uh, all of the... Uh, in-person uh, votes are tabulated by computer. That should happen precinct by precinct almost instantly. But then you got the, <laughs> the hand count. So, and the mail-in votes, you know, yeah. that show up. And you, you will know how many votes you need to <laughs> finish counting. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, we're behind by uh, 2,000 votes, so uh, it'll take us a few minutes to create 3,000 votes for the other side. And that's what everybody's afraid of. That's what we're all upset about. Get this done quickly. Uh, on the uh, candy thing, uh, 10 to 12 is when you should stop trick-or-treating, but every year we still have high school kids. Yeah, 17, 18 years old. Nah, get your... Get, get, go buy uh, your own candy. Uh, Eddie on the candy, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, this will show my age, but popcorn balls when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember that you, did, you didn't like those? Nope. 
caramel coated and dipped? How about candy no, apples? No, no, no. Popcorn balls. Yeah, I know, but what did you think of candy apples? Oh, they're okay, especially if nuts are on them. <laughs> All right. All right, I got Thank you. you so much. Thanks, Eddie. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, Lord. Some of, them, some of those candy apples, uh, they're tough to bite into. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, let's see. So anyway, the the, uh, the mail-in ballots, get enough personnel in there to count them. Start counting them early. There is some law, I believe, in a lot of the different um, states that you can't s start counting the mail-in ballots until after the election. Yeah, the point is if uh, you've got such an overwhelming a uh, number of votes for one candidate that the mail-in votes can't possibly change the outcome of the election. You don't bother to count them. Right. Uh, see, I don't like mail-in voting to begin with. Nope. Get your arse down there and vote where you're supposed to. Uh, and then uh, let's get this over with. But when they make this long delay, two, three days, um, that makes me suspicious. And, and very often it is... Um, it's uh, urban areas, and when the conservatives look like they're, you know, they're winning, uh, then all of a sudden it it takes an extra day or two, and finally the votes are counted and uh, the the conservatives have lost. It's like what? How, how did that? If you want to get rid of this suspicion, find a way to efficiently count the votes right away, because it makes me suspicious. And then you have things like uh, the water main break in Georgia. Do you remember that? The water main break, it turned out it was, what, a water line to a toilet or something? It was nothing. But they, you know, they quit counting the votes and then uh, mysteriously start. Oh, come on. It just makes us all suspicious. Logan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hi, Gary. I'm fine. Um, so I guess I just wanted to kind of put in my two cents here about you know you're talking about why people don't really trust elections and stuff mm -hmm. you know it 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 just seems like i don't know it it seems like there's a lot of people calling it into question and that's sort of leading people into questioning it not so much like i don't know there's there's been a lot of stuff that i've seen around the 2020 election and then everything leading up to this upcoming midterm election where you've got people it seems like whipping people up to distrust the election process. Well, and from my perspective, they seem to be all on one side of the political spectrum. Well, I think, I think they could do this job much more efficiently than they are. And when they do it inefficiently, it raises questions. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, first of all, I think everybody should just get election day off or they should move elections to Saturdays. Because that would allow more people to vote. And that's why a lot of people mail in their votes. They know, you know, I won't be able to be there that day. You know, you, you say it's just as easy as showing up on that day, but not everybody has the opportunity to do that. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with moving it to Saturday. I think that's fine. Yeah. But if you okay. can't make it, you can't make it. That ought to be the end of it. Uh, if you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, because all this does is arouse suspicion uh, and makes people distrust the system. Uh, so move well, it to I, Saturday. I it, 
it, it didn't really used to until the 2020 election. And one no, 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 no. You can go all the way. You can go back to the uh, uh, Gore Bush. Uh, you can go back to John F. Kennedy. Uh, there were all kinds of questions about uh, dead voters, and and in fact, uh, it's uh, you know I can remember uh, reading about the JFK election. And how the Democrats allegedly cheated in West Virginia and Illinois uh, to suddenly and mysteriously come up with enough votes to beat Richard Nixon. Um, Weird how it's always only the Democrats. Well, what do you think that's about? Because the Democrats complained about Bush. They said he didn't win. Uh, Stacey Abrams complained in Georgia because she didn't win. Uh, there are several other cases I can think of where Democrats were out. complained because he didn't win. Yeah, what so I both sides complain. What I can see from my perspective is a lot of people that are Republicans that are using this, oh, there's doubt on the validity of mail-in ballots to become secretaries of state and then potentially actually influence elections as the person who puts on the election. Now, well, that seems Hillary way Clinton, more crooked than any potential... Hillary like, Clinton suggested that uh, she lost because of cheating. Um, uh, Democrats do it at least as often as Republicans. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I would disagree on that. Well, really? Well, didn't Hillary Clinton, didn't Hillary Clinton say that the, the election was stolen? I mean, she may have insinuated that. She may have. No, no, she didn't insinuate. She out and out said it. Didn't Stacey Abrams suggest the same thing? I don't remember that. Oh, What I do remember is there almost being an insurrection uh, after Trump didn't win and him touting about it for a couple Well, now you've gone off on a whole other tangent. We were talking about who does the complaining. Didn't uh, the Democrats scream and holler that Bush lost the election and that Gore won? Didn't Bush end up becoming president? So I feel like all of that is moot. It's not moot. They claimed it was cheating. And that was yeah, the point well, of the call. Yeah, I, I think they gave it up after a while. I don't know. To me, it seems like the one that are really hammering this point in are the Republicans who are using it. Well, you're ignoring, lever. You're, you're ignoring the Democrats doing it, too. Logan, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390. 800-529-5572. On uh, Trick or Treat, uh, let's see, I got a four or five years ago at 9.30 at night. My lights were off because it was a work night. And I had five guys at my door knocking with lights off. They didn't have a costume on, just a mask, hardly anything in the bag. That was the last time I handed out candy. My husband insisted I still buy the candy every year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if he's putting on a little weight uh, at the end of... Uh, of uh, uh, Halloween, uh, that's because he's insisting you buy the candy. Just saying. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Let's take a look at some data on the elections, because I think the Democrats are not going to be happy. And I'm either going to be the goat or the god uh, eight days from today. Uh, we'll 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 get into this all right after the news. Uh, Florida Republicans they're registering nine new voters for every one new Democrat uh, in uh, months long uh, leading to the uh, midterms. This is out of Florida. Uh, we've got n- information on Patty Murray. Uh, the Democrats won't like real clear politics uh, information. The Democrats won't like. 
Lots of information the D's won't like. I'm the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35. You know, I, w- I want to carry this conversation on with the, this last caller uh, who talked about how he thought that the, uh, you know, the Republicans, and I believe he believes this, uh, that the Republicans make the bigger stink about uh, uh, voter fraud and, and, uh, and, and he, he, you know, he, he completely ignored all of the times the Democrats did this. And it occurred to me during the break, I was chatting with uh, Brian about this in the outer studio. And when the um, when Hillary Clinton lost, she claimed it was Russian interference and that Trump cheated. And then she went on to create this whole Russia collusion thing which literally interrupted the president's entire term. Democrats were relentlessly going after Trump. Uh, I can remember the the congressman from uh, California, uh, uh, Geek, what it was, uh, Pencil Neck, what's his name, Brian? Schiff for Brains. Schiff for Brains, yes. That was Schiff, by the way. Uh, Saying, oh, he had absolute proof. He had positive. He'd seen the proof. Uh, the impeachment, the whole thing, all created by Hillary Clinton because she lost the election. And I know that uh, they tried desperately to overturn the election uh, results in Florida when George Bush prevailed. Democrats have had their share of, hey, it's voter fraud. In fact, right now, Hillary Clinton is trying to raise money to challenge the outcome of the coming presidential election. She's doing this right now. We haven't had the first vote. We're two years away. So I gotta, I've got a question for you. And, you know, you people on the left, feel free. Join in. Jump on board. Which was the greater sin? Trying to impeach a president and disrupting his entire term based on a lie about cheating in the election, uh, a la Hillary Clinton, or January 6th? Which one accomplished something? Hillary Clinton's Russia hoax or January 6th? You tell me, 874-9390-800-529-5572, and tell me why. January 6th, these overzealous people that, that went into the Senate and, and uh, raised hell, well, what did they accomplish? Nothing. They got bupkis. They got, <laughs> they got prison terms, but that, that's about all they got. What did Hillary Clinton and the Democrats with the Russia collusion story get? Crippled the White House, crippled the presidency, impeachment, all based on a lie. I would argue that the Democrats were more successful in their protest of the Hillary Clinton loss than the Republicans or the conservatives or whatever the Trump fans were on January 6th. 
800-529-5572. Who is more successful in raising hell over election results, the Democrats or the Republicans? Uh, let's see. Can you imagine look at Hillary's face if Harris becomes the first woman president? Can you imagine the look on my face if that happens? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I just threw up a little bit in my shoes here. Uh, Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing good today. Did you see Hillary the other day said the Republicans are going to steal the 24 election? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, She's already I mean, raising money to claim that the Republicans are going to steal the election. I mean, yeah, they've showed all these clips of her for the last six years saying that she won the election. She's still on that kick. And then she comes out and says that the Republicans are going to steal 24. I mean, give me a break. They, they totally disrupted his four years in office. And still two years later, they're still going after the man. Yeah, I would argue that the Democrats wreaked more havoc with uh, Hillary Clinton's loss than the Republicans with Donald Trump's loss. And you, I'll bet you anything, after, in Georgia, Stacey Abrams is going to say she won the election down there and it was stolen from her. She's already yeah. done that for the last election and then denied yeah. that she did it. Uh, it it's, they're nonstop. They, they, they kind of forget there's such thing as video and audio tape now. Yep, you know? that's right. You, you know, they can go back and say, oh, you said that. No, I didn't. Uh, here you are saying it. But they, they, they deny they said that. They're, they're deniers of everything. If they can't be in power, they want to disrupt your whole time in office. Yep, all right, Just Steve. So they, Okay, thanks a lot, man. All right, buddy. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, I I don't see how the Democrats... Uh, how is it that they forget? How is it they forget? I mean, it, the, George, the, uh, the Bush election went all the way to the Supreme Court, for crying out loud. Uh, I don't know. I, I would argue that the, the, uh, the biggest impact uh, is uh, the, uh, the Democrats... And what they've been doing with their complaints. Uh, some election news. Florida Republicans register nine new voters for every one new Democrat in a month's long, uh, in the months leading up to, this, uh, to the midterms. Prospects for Republicans in Florida are shining brighter than ever as Democrats face difficult to overcome numbers. Um, this... Uh, this is from the Florida uh, Sun Sentinel. It's not from Red State. It's not from some conservative group. It's not braggadocio from the Republican candidates and activists. It's not just the multiple polls foreshadowing Republican wins and Democrat losses in the marquee elections in Florida. It's not just the decisions by major Democrat donors and left-of-center interest groups to spend their money in states where they see a better chance of winning than Florida. It's hard, concrete numbers. Republicans are ahead of Democrats in the number of mail ballots and in-person early votes cast. As of Friday morning, the two parties were evenly split 24 hours earlier, five days before the Democrats were ahead. 
Any chance for Democrat victories in the big 2022 Florida races require them to go into November 8th with more ballots cast than Republicans who consistently have better election day turnouts. Final tallies of people registered to vote in this year's midterm election in Florida shows the Republican Party continuing to surge while Democrats are stagnant. Bad news for the Democrat Party. But wait, because there's more. Uh, there's a real clear politics um, piece on the uh, outcome of the election. And it appears that it's good news for Republicans. Patty Murray. Hard to believe that Patty Murray. And I, really, I think she's one of the it, biggest idiots on Capitol Hill. Real clear politics just moved Washington State Senate race from leans D to toss-up. From leans Democrat to toss In Washington State. That's amazing. And it ain't good news for the Democrats. <sighs> but wait. There's more. Um, battle for the Senate. Real clear politics projection. Republicans 53, Democrats 47. What? The Republicans have the edge? Yeah. Not good news for the Democrats. So, um, I, I am increasingly confident in my prediction, and I did it months ahead of everybody else. I'm either going to be the goat or the god uh, when these votes are counted. Uh, Ralph says, Caller Logan said it was moot because Trump was installed as president, so it was okay that Clinton complained. But wasn't Biden installed? Why doesn't he think Trump's complaining is moot? <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, up against the clock. we got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and chat with you. 874-9390. 800-529-5572. A loss for a friend of ours. Well, I'm not sure where it's going to go. We'll follow this on Thursday. It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 9.50. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover on the Gary Nolan Show, and uh, that includes a piece from the uh, Foundation for Economic Education. They do such great work. Uh, they looked at the IRS uh, and their new uh, uh, federal brackets uh, with uh, marginal tax rates. Um, and it really is ugly. I'm looking at these rates. I'm going, oh, my God, why is this? Uh, they bring up some great questions. Uh, so we will uh, we will cover that. Uh, what else do we have here? We've got uh, this argument that uh, the steaming pile of Pelosi's husband uh, got uh, the snot kicked out of him with a hammer because of something the Republicans did. I'm not buying that. Uh, we've got a, a new Ford F-150 Lightning update, uh, and it's not pretty. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, but before we get too far, uh, as you know, Dave Rowland uh, was uh, challenging a, a law in St. Louis. Apparently, last year, uh, or the year before this, actually, it was uh, even further back. It was back, I guess, 2019. We talked about it when it happened. This uh, group of religious folks decided they would feed the homeless. And they brought food out, and St. Louis came in, and the city of, and uh, took the food. Said, you can't do that. Threatened to arrest the pastor and his wife. 
And so uh, it wended its way through the court system and uh, finally ended up in U.S. District Court. And the District Court in St. Louis ruled in favor of the city. This month, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the lower court ruling holding government regulation of inherently expressive conduct, such as distributing sandwiches to the homeless, does not necessarily violate the First Amendment if the regulation furthers, quote, an important or substantial government interest unrelated to the suppression of free expression. Some might think that the suit is a lot of baloney, but it raises an interesting issue, says the St. Louis City Attorney. The lawsuit is... Not baloney at all, but the St. Louis ordinance and the court's deference to it and those enforcing it are pure hogwash. The ordinance contains several absurd requirements that do not pertain to and should not apply to people donating food to needy people. For example, as the ruling details, the ordinance, which has been amended since 2018, requires a person provide a 48-hour notice to the city related to their event. So 48 hours before you feed the homeless, you have to notify the city of St. Louis. And you have to buy a $50 temporary food service permit to distribute potentially hazardous foods and require the presence of a hand-washing station, potable water, and food-grade wash tubs. All this to hand out sandwiches. Um, and, uh, by the way, the ordinance also hates sandwiches, writes Reason Magazine, most of them at least. It prohibits the serving of any sandwich that contains meat, poultry, eggs, or fish, citing food safety justification. But the same ordinance allows the serving of potentially hazardous foods requiring limited pr preparation, such as hamburgers and frankfurters, apparently because those foods, quote, only require seasoning and cooking. So go dumpster dive for food. That's better than letting a well-meaning group of parishioners feed the poor. That's big government for you. Uh, on Republicans, Roger is on the line. Roger, welcome. How are you? Good morning. I'm a, a lifetime Republican that's uh, going to be voting not for a Democrat and not for a Republican. I'm just going to have to find out who's on the ballots this time that aren't either one. And my reason is, is that back when we had here in Springfield a mayoral election, I called the Republican Party to find their stand on that in the school board. And they said they don't get involved in those elections. You well, said that, Roger, I, you, Roger, Roger, wait, you said that and the school board. What is that? Well, wanted to vote on the school board, what their recommendations would be for the Republicans running uh -huh. on the school board. And they said that they don't get involved in those lower level elections. Well, that's where we're getting killed is on the school board and the mayors. I don't know if you know it or not, but the city of Springfield will pay the rent of a homeless person for 12 months. Uh, the Republicans gave us a gas tax increase. Uh, you know, I'm just so frustrated with them. I can't vote for them anymore. So, so you're I'm looking to, to vote, vote libertarian or 
something different because they've lost me. I'm not. I've never voted for a Democrat, nor would I. And you know, I can't find my way to vote for Republicans anymore either because I don't see the difference between the two anymore. Well, when I got to the point where you're at now, I switched and became a Libertarian. Well, that's what I'm about to do, and uh, the party left me. I didn't leave them. I don't know if you know it or not, but everybody in Springfield seems to be a Republican, but they all seem to be, uh, when you strip that away from them, they all seem to be Democrats running under a Republican uh, name, you know, just in their actions, you can tell that in this city we we don't have any funding for police, but yet every election they come back to want another tax for police and parks. But the reason we don't have police is because they spend all their money on parks. It's like we got a three million dollar footbridge going over railroad tracks that aren't even used anymore and they're spending three million dollars to restore it because it's always been there. Well that's three million dollars we could throw towards the police department. Our police department got a five hundred thousand dollar grant from the federal government for uh the women's uh it wasn't for anything, but our chief of police gave the $500,000 grant for abuse of women. You know, he didn't use it for the police department. So these are just things. I'm not saying these other things aren't needed. It's just that when you're in a crisis like we are right now, they got a windfall on automobile taxes right now but did they reduce the rate no they're just money grabbers just like the democrats are. yeah i know (laughs) i've been there roger i've been there uh once you wake up it's hard to close your eyes again it's hard to go back to sleep roger thank you glad to have you on the gary nolan show and i i suspect welcome to the (laughs) libertarian party uh 874-9390 toll free numbers 800-529-5572 the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, the enforcer of gun laws, well, they're screwing the pooch everywhere. Uh, another reason to get out of uh, government schools, I will give you the details, uh, and this is just a comparison. It's just a comparison. You decide for yourself what you want to do with your children. Uh, then uh, we've got uh, th- these... Democrats blaming the Republicans for the Pelosi attack. It's insane. And to argue that it is somehow the Republicans who are always guilty of that. I mean, I'm tired of hearing this and ignoring what the Democrats do. We'll kick that around in the next segment on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 